This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Greg Stanley with the Collector Car Podcast. Today, I'm going to do an Arizona auction deep dive based on the auction week coming up in January, where all of the major auction houses have some really cool cars coming up for sale. So this is based on the insert provided by Sports Car Market in their most recent issue. It's the 2020 Insider's Guide to the Arizona Auction. So what I've done is I've taken three cars from each of the auction houses. I did not grab one from MAG, M-A-G, just because there wasn't a ton of information for that particular auction house. So in the Insider's Guide, each auction house picks a star car, a sleeper car slash vehicle, because there's actually a couple of sleepers here that are not actually cars, which was really hard for me to research. And then I pick an additional one that I find interesting. So I'm going to review one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven auction houses, three cars at each. So that's 21 cars or vehicles I'm going to review. I'll mention the estimate as provided by the auction house if one is provided. I will provide the uh let's see the rating from a haggerty valuation and number one condition for a measurement as far as values go i'll also capture the three-year trend the one-year trend so most recent three years how's that particular car performing most recent one year which gives a little bit more accurate read on recent sales and then i'll use the sports car markets platinum database to pull up the average dollars realized for that model at all auctions in the past, as well as some of the latest sales, two or three most recent sales, whether it was sold or unsold. So, and then finally, for each car, I know this is a lot, I will give you my best estimate as far as what the hammer price will be and why. And then in January, end of January, I will capture what the cars actually sold for and how well I did. So if you've listened to some of the previous episodes where I had the collector car game, I, f- I forgot what I called it. The click. Anyways, I'm pretty accurate. I do a lot of research. Um, I think after, I want to say it was about 35 cars that came up to auction, my accuracy rating was over 98% accurate on cars that actually sold. When it came to the cars that did not sell, did not meet the minimum uh, reserve, I want to say I was around 85%. That's a little bit of a curveball because... For some reason, I have a tendency to pick cars that don't sell. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Obviously, the market's gone through a big shift, and it still is right now. So a lot of cars did not sell uh, over the last six or eight months as it adjusts to the realistic prices that are out there today. So we're going to, in no particular order, I'm going to start with Gooding & Company. Their star car is a 1948 Tucker 48. Uh, their estimate's 1.75 mil to 2.25 mil. Haggerty's number one value is 1.85 mil. And on the three-year trend, this particular car is actually down almost 9%. And the most recent one-year trend is actually down 11%. So it's actually accelerated the decline recently. And the three most recent sales results are 900,000, 2 million, and 1.6 million. Obviously, that's a big gap. So the one that sold for 900,000 probably wasn't in the most original shape or had the wrong engine or reproduction engine, don't know the specifics, so it's kind of a swag. The uh, sports car market average dollar value is at $1 million for all the Tuckers that have come up for auction. This goes back a ways. This goes back to like the 2010, 2009. 
So my notes on this car is it's a great color. It's like a silver bluish. Uh, it was one of the ones that was actually finished at the factory. It wasn't finished afterwards, you know, once they went bankrupt. Uh, let's say it has strong providence. It's in some notable collections. And it has the original interior and engine. So this particular car, I'm going to call it missing the low estimate. I'm going to say it's going to come in at $1,650,000, missing the low estimate by $100,000. The reason being is the blue chip autos, they're down 5% as a whole versus a year ago. And Tuckers, like I said, are down late, are down 11% the latest 52 weeks. I don't think that trend has uh, stopped. I think they're continuing to decline a little bit. So we'll see how well this one does. The sleeper car at Gooding is a 1960 Alfa Romeo, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Giulietta SZ Series 1 Roundtail. And their estimate's 500 grand to 600 grand. There are no comps for this car because it's like a factory race car. There were some recent sales. I believe I captured the correct car. The two most recent sales were $578,000 and $540,000. So within that estimate range, and I couldn't really get a trend, one year or three year trend, but I did make a note that the base alphas are up double digits. They're doing tremendously well. They're up like 21% in latest one year or three years. So I'm putting the estimate right in the middle. Uh, I'm guessing I'll do 550. And reason being that this is a lightweight factory race car with Zagato bodywork, has some race history. Uh, I think there's a little alpha fatigue in the market. But it's still strong. So if you listen to like Petrolicious, they're all about alphas. Uh, SEM's all about alphas. I think there's a little fatigue. I think people appreciate the cars, but um, people just, you know, they've kind of heard enough. <laughs> so I could be way wrong on that. They're really cool. And then my pick for Gooding is a 1965 Ferrari 500 super fast, super rare car. The estimate on this one's 2.5 to $3 million. Uh, number one value is $3.2 million. Now, these are down 2.3 the latest three years, as well as the latest one year. They've been basically flat for the last three years. Uh, recent sales, there was a no sale at $1.4 million, and then one sold at $2 million and one sold at $2.9. Interestingly, two of those are underneath the estimate for this car. So this is the only one in black, Ferrari Classic certified, and it's a matching numbers example. So it's got the correct engine. I'm actually putting this one pretty high in the estimate at 2.85. Uh, this is a blue chip Ferrari. People love black. And even though the price are down slightly, I think this one will do well. Now let's move on to RM Sotheby's. Their star car is a 1930 Cadillac V16 Sport Phaeton. And this is from a, a large collection of really great cars. The estimate on this one's 900 to a million. I don't have any Haggerty evaluations for these because they don't do anything in the 1930s. Is basically, I think, 1940 on. But I did find uh, some late, some recent sales of a similar car through sports car market. Uh, 1.93 mil, 1.1 mil, 1.1 mil. So three different cars sold right within this estimate range that they've provided. Uh, like I said, it's from a prominent connection with original engine and four owners from new, which is pretty significant considering it's a 90-year-old car. So I put this right at the low estimate, $900,000. A uh, great car with strong providence will withstand the recent market downturn and hit the low estimate. And then, let's see, the sleeper for RM Sotheby's is a 1953 Spartan Spartanet camper. So this is one of two 
nine cars that were picked by the auction houses as a sleeper. So this was really hard to comp uh, when I look online. Actually, ironically, last week I toured the Airstream factory during Thanksgiving break. And, you know, some of those Airstreams, which are the stainless steel, they're going for like 170 grand new, a lot of money. And this is kind of like the Airstream of 1953. And I think even Airstream was in business back then. Anyways, this is gorgeous. You look at online, it's bright, shiny silver. Interior is great. All uh, period correct furnishings. So no comps on these. I'm just looking at the retail value out there. The estimate's 75 grand to 125 grand uh, online. I see some that are like this, but not as nice, being sold in the 60 to 90 thousand dollar range. So I'm going to put this one at 100 grand. Um, it looks like it's the best of the best for this particular type of camper. So I think it will sell well. And then my pick for Sotheby's, a 2005 Porsche Carrera GT. These are really nice, cool V10 supercars. The estimate's 750 to 850. The Haggerty value number one condition is 970, even higher by 120 grand. Uh, recent three years, these are actually up almost 30%, and the most recent one-year trend is up 9%, so really strong. And the most recent three sales results are 720, 720, and 1.2 million. And I think this is going to sell well. So the one example I gave you at 1.2 million, uh, previous sale it had under 1,000 miles. It was a black-on-black car with race history. Oh, this one's a black-on-black car with uh, race history or owned by a race car driver, and it has under 3,000 miles. So I think this is going to overachieve the estimate. So Sotheby said 750 to 850. I'm going to call it at 950. Uh, I think the low miles really tick a lot of boxes, and uh, the fact it's black, and it's gorgeous and like new. So I think that's going to go above the uh, high estimate. The next auction house is Bonham's. Their star car is a 1953 Lancia Aurelia. I know I said that wrong. Uh, B24S Spider America. Their estimates eight hundred fifty thousand dollars to one point. I'm sorry, one million fifty thousand dollars. I'm saying that wrong too. So this one's interesting because Haggerty number one value is one point nine million dollars. So the estimate's like nine hundred grand off. I'm not quite sure why because it looks like a gorgeous car. Uh, most recent three year trend is flat, as well as the most recent one year trend. Uh, the comps, cars that actually sold, uh, one sold for eight, that was unsold at $875,000 and one sold for $1.9 million. And let's see, it's striking colors. It's like a dark aqua blue, coachwork by Pina Farina. I'm calling it at 1.65 mil. So I'm calling it, what is that? 600 grand over the high estimate. This is kind of a curveball here because I don't know why there's such a gap between Bonham's estimate and Haggerty valuation. So we will see where it's going to land. That's a big a big gap there. Uh, the sleeper for Bonhams is a 1995 Ferrari 5F512M. Uh, number one condition, $405,000. Uh, the three-year trend is down 10%. The one-year trend is down 8%. And there were no recent sales of this car. The closest were uh, 512TRs which are not as desirable. The F512M was one of the last 75 cars built of that model year before transitioning. And they had the 
uh, open headlights. They weren't the pop-up headlights. They had a lot of little things differently. The brake lights were circular. So one of only 75 examples. I don't know the mileage on this car. Uh, if it's high mileage, that will definitely affect the price. So for right now, I'm calling it $375,000. There was no estimate given uh, by Bonhams for some reason. Uh, so, you know, this is the best looking of what I call the cheese grater Ferraris, the Testarossas with the huge cheese graters on the side. Um, so we'll see how it does. And then the third car is my pick is a 1960 Alfa Romeo 2000 Spider. No estimate. Haggerty number one value is $187,000. The three-year trend is up 120%. That's kind of nuts. And the one-year trend is up 13.3%. So they've been on fire for a while. Most recent sales, 137000 126000 and $207,000. So this is a superb factory correct restoration. And it won some really great awards. So I'm calling this one at grand. Uh, it's been up tremendously the last three years and the last year. So I think that will continue and this will be a strong sale. All right, moving on to Russo and Steel. Their star car is a 1956 Porsche 356 Speedster. Uh, they did not offer any estimates for any of their cars. Uh, Haggerty number one value is at $445,000. Latest three years, up 17%. Latest year, flat. Uh, the most recent sales were at $572,000, $211,000, which was a barn fine, I believe. Yes, that was a barn fine car. And $314,000. So it's a pre-A Speedster, so a couple unique parts on it. I'm calling it at $340,000. It has a non-original engine, so I think that will drive the price down. The sleeper car for Russo and Steel is another kind of odd duck. 1962 Meyer Manx Dune Buggy. So no comps on this whatsoever. <laughs> the only thing I could reference were recent sales. Uh, we have one at 44000 one at 30000 actually two at $30,000. So this one is an original Bruce Myers Manx dune buggy with the original metal flake purple gel coat, which apparently is a very popular color. So I'm calling this right at thirty five grand. And reason being, they're cool and they're air-cooled. Anything air-cooled right now is really hot. And then my pick for Russo and Steel is a 1985 Lamborghini Countach QV Downdraft. This is the most powerful of the Countaches made. I think it was even the final production year. The Let's see, the Haggerty value is $690,000, but it's been down 11% the last three years. It's been flat for the last year. Recent comps, uh, actually there were no downdraft comps. So these comps are uh, the typical base, if there is such a thing as a base Countach, $313,000, and $190,000. So this one's a little hard since there's no comps out there. I'm going to put it at $590,000 because there's a softening market that I will keep this that will keep this Lambo in check. I don't think it will go crazy. A lot of the high Lambo prices you saw recently in the last year have not been repeated. So I think the uh, market's a little soft. All right, three more to go. So for Leak, their star car is a 2012 Lexus LFA. Uh, Leak does everything no reserve, which is kind of cool, and no estimates. And I didn't really have any comps for this car. Uh, the recent sales were three hundred fifty-two grand, four hundred twelve thousand dollars, and four hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. So if this was a Nurburgring car, which it's not, 
it would have been in the eight to nine hundred thousand dollar range, which is really really crazy. This one only has about twenty six hundred miles on it, so I'm going to put it pretty strong. Uh, I'm going to put it at four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think the low miles will really drive it. The next one is the other non car vehicle, the sleeper car for uh, quote unquote car for leak. Is an Oshkosh MK23. What is that, you may ask? That's actually a military vehicle. <laughs> so nothing I could find on this. All I could find were current Oshkosh MK23s that were for sale on a retail site, and they were all eight to ten grand. So I'm just gonna call this one at ten grand. I have no clue what this thing's gonna sell for. And then my pick for leak is a 1968 Cor- Chevy Corvette L88 Coupe. Uh, these have gotten soft just with the overall muscle car market in general. Uh, Haggerty number one valuation is $600,000. The last three years, it's actually down 16%. The last year, it's down 7.4. The recent comps are really low, $292,000, uh, 290 for a car that was unsold, and 360 for a car that was unsold. So that's a little depressing. The most recent three sales were all under $400,000 or under $300,000. And this is a no-reserve car, so this will be really interesting to see where it lands. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the most recent five L88s that went up for auction were no sales, which is pretty painful. There are only 80 of these produced in 1968. This one has the original fuel tank with tank sticker, which is pretty cool. It's Actually, I think it's a T-top car as well. It was white, I believe, with red interior. I'm going to put it at 525. Uh, there's been strong declines in the muscle car market, but I think this will be a pretty strong price for a pretty special car. All right, moving on to uh, Barrett Jackson. Their star car is a 2019 McLaren Senna. No reserve at Barrett Jackson. No comps, just recent sales 1.05 million, no sale, 1.2 million, no sale, 1.46 million that did sell. Basically, these have just come back down to sticker price. They haven't, you know, they originally went up two, three, four hundred thousand dollars from the original sticker. These are back down to sticker price. I put this in at one point two million dollars. Uh, their sleeper car is a nineteen ninety one BMW M three. This is a very interesting car. Haggerty number one value is one hundred forty two thousand dollars. The latest three years up eleven percent. The latest year up three point three percent. Recent sales ninety three grand, ninety five grand. And 74 grand. So this one was actually owned by Paul Walker, the actor that passed away in a Porsche Carrera GT a number of years ago from the Fast and the Furious franchise. I think this one's going to blow the doors off of this price. So number one condition is $142,000. I'm going to call this over 200 grand. I'm going to say it's going to sell for 225k. Uh, I think it was pretty low miles, but I think it's the Paul Walker connection that is really going to drive this up. M3s are on fire right now. And then my pick for this auction is a 1967 Shelby GT500. Haggerty number one value is $274,000. Latest three years up 32%, 32 32.4%. Latest year up 5.4%. Recent sales, 132,000, 202,000, 143,000. This is a really cool car. It's red. I think it had white racing stripes and black interior. It A later car had the outboard lights. Uh, so it's really cool. I would call this the second uh, prettiest, most desirable Shelby from the 60s. 
I guess I should say the Mustang Shelby's from the 60s, not counting the AC Cobras. To me, the number one is the 65 Shelby GT350. And number two is this car. Why? Because this is the last Shelby that Shelby had his hands on. It was the first year of the 428 big block. It has, it's the only Shelby that has dual quads from the factory. It's one of the most beautiful Shelby's and the early ones had the inboard lights and the blinkers on the rear, uh, brake ducts. And I just think it's awesome. Now this isn't including the unicorn Shelby's and what are the unicorn Shelby's? The one-offs like the 1965 GT 350 R models. There's only 36 of those. The 1966 GT 350 convertibles are only four of those. 1967 GT 500 convertible. Supposedly there was only one of those. I don't know if it was a real one or not. And then also the 1968 Shelby Coupes, the Green Hornet. And I think the other one was called Little Red and was just recently found. Those are just one of one unicorn cars that are actually kind of ugly in my book because they're Coupes. That's my own opinion. So I, like I said, this is in my mind, one of the best looking Shelby's ever made. I'm going to call it at $265,000. Uh, I think it will do really well. This one also has AC, which is pretty rare. And the last one is Worldwide Auctioneers. Their star car is a 1971 Plymouth Cuda convertible. Haggerty has this at $810,000 in number one condition. This is a 440 car, not a 426 car. The latest three years, I find this hard to believe, but up 363%. The latest one year up 9.5%. There were no comps. They only made like 12 of these things. So I, no recent sales on these. Uh, so yeah, this is a rare car. Uh, OE, gold certified, numbers matching. It was purchased by a uh, MLB baseball player in 1987. I'm putting this at $760,000. It's a very rare big block. It's purple, cool colors. It won't bring top dollar, but it'll be pretty strong. And their sleeper car is a 1934 Auburn 850Y Custom Phaeton. No comps on this at all. No recent sales on this car at all. Uh, nobody really digs into the 1930s car as much. I did find one for sale on Hemmings. And it was for sale, I think it was the same car, a 19, for $149,000. So one of only 285 produced. And this particular car is ACD certified. And it was gorgeous colors. It was it's like a silver with a red interior. And I'm putting this at $155,000. So this is kind of a shot in the dark, but we'll see how it goes. And then the one I picked for Worldwide is a 1957 DeSoto Adventurer Convertible. Haggerty has this at $310,000. Latest three years is down 5.3%. Latest one year down 4.3%. The only recent comps I could find... and $198,000. So uh, quite a bit softer than Haggerty's valuation. This one had no information. I don't know any history on it. It was gorgeous color. So it was like a gold color with a gold interior convertible, big fins on the back. So I'm putting this at $235,000. 1950s cars are declining. So I think that will affect it. I don't think 310 is realistic, uh, but we will see. So that is all I have for this episode. Thanks for joining. Like I said, in January, I will recap how I did with a percent accuracy to see how well I did. All of this will be, if, you're, if you want to see the nuts and bolts and the links associated with this, I will post it on my blog at thecollectorcarpodcast.com. And be sure to check out all the pics while I travel at the Collector Car Podcast on Instagram, which is where I'm most active. 
I do have some stuff on the YouTube channel here and there, including the podcast, if you'd rather listen to it on the YouTube channel. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.